I'm Kate Northrup. And I'm Mike Watts. And we're partners in life, love, and business. Welcome to the Kate and Mike Show, where we share insights and interviews on entrepreneurship, relationships, parenting, self-actualization, and making a life, not just a living. Hi, welcome to the Kate and Mike Show. This is Kate, and today I'm here with week two of a special sneak peek at what's inside my membership community, Origin, which is all about reimagining motherhood and entrepreneurship, specifically cutting through the overwhelm and having more by doing less. And this week, I am giving you one of our most popular how-to lessons. So every month, our Origin Empresses enjoy a how-to lesson, something that will practically help them succeed in mothering and business, whatever success looks like for them. And this week, it is about how to ask for help in mothering and business and really life in general. So this has been one of our all-time favorite how-to lessons. And I actually wrote a chapter for my new book about asking for and receiving help. And it ended up being 25,000 words, which is like a mini book in and of itself. So I have a lot to say on the topic, but this how-to lesson is short and sweet. It's about 20 minutes long. It is actionable. It is action-packed. And I think you're really going to enjoy it. I personally right now am on maternity leave with our second baby. And I can't say enough how critical it is to learn how to ask for help and to receive help. And I've been having my own awakenings around this and new awareness around this on this maternity leave, which I'm sure I'll share more lessons with you on the podcast, on the blog and within origin, should you choose to join us at some point. But for now, enjoy this lesson and let me know how it goes asking for help. Bye. Hello, Empresses of Origin. I'm here with this month's how-to, which is about how to ask for help in mothering, in business, and in life. So first of all, I just want to say that so often we have trouble asking for help because we have this brainwashing from our culture that if you ask for help, it means that you are weak. One of the things that I've found, and this has certainly been talked about a lot in our culture in the last, you know, several years, especially with the work of Brene Brown around vulnerability, is that our softness, our need for connection, and our inability to do everything ourselves, our vulnerability, and having the courage to actually share that vulnerability is one of our greatest strengths. And historically, I was somebody who always seemed like she had it all together. So I really would very rarely, you know, kind of divulge that I was having a hard time. Or if, for example, I moved to New York City by myself, just like in my station wagon, and <laughs> didn't occur to me that I might need help moving in. So, you know, things like that, like I used to just feel like, well, I can handle this. I can do it all. You know, I would never ask for help on assignments or like growing up. I just always felt like my parents were, had better things to do or more important things to do. And so I just 
didn't ask for help all the time. But as I have gotten older and wiser and had a child and a business, I realized that my impact in the world is really limited by the amount that I can do alone. And if I wanna have a big impact, the only way I can do that is to work together with other people. So the whole thing with when we don't ask for help, I'll just kind of start with what happens when we don't ask for help. So when we don't ask for help, it limits our impact, number one, because we only have so many hours in the day and we only have so much energy. So while we can increase our energy with the daily energy tracker right here in Origin and the renewable daily planner and weekly planner systems, you know, at the end of the day, like we only have so much bandwidth. And so it's really important that we understand that if we want to do bigger things or have a greater impact, we cannot do that alone. And that's not a sign of weakness. That's actually a sign of strength. You know, Steve Jobs couldn't have invented the iPhone and changed the way that we relate to each other and to the world and technology by himself for example. You know, Oprah (laughs) could not have inspired millions and millions of people around the planet by herself. It may be one person's vision, but it takes a lot of people to play out the vision. And some people are the visionaries, and some people are more designed to implement the vision. And that's okay. I don't know which type you are, but just know that like, if you are somebody with big ideas, that doesn't necessarily mean everybody on the planet is that person. There are some people who are actually more divinely created to handle operations or systems like they're really a genius at those things. So here's the other thing. When we don't ask for help, we actually prevent other people from stepping into their greatness. So... For example, if I had thought with Origin that I could do it myself, like the whole thing, and first of all, I never had a delusion that I could do it myself, but like, for example, I was told I needed to find a community manager right away when I first had the idea for Origin because that's one of the most important things for fostering the community and making sure that everyone is super well taken care of because I am in the group a lot, but I can't be in the group all the time because there's other things going on. And so I had called my friend right away, Licia, who you know, Licia Morelli, and I said, I want you to be the community manager. I need help. I have this big idea and I need help carrying it through. Is that something you'd be interested in? And ultimately... Alicia has now come on to be the president of our company. So she is, you know, she's my right hand woman. And Alicia, through that, is actually living out her dharma, is really like in this beautiful new chapter of her life, of her work and her creative work and her leadership. And it's amazing to watch her blossom in this way and like step into her greatness within our company in a way that would not have been happening if I hadn't called up and said, hey, I need help with this. So when we don't ask others for help, we prevent them in many ways from stepping into their own greatness. The other thing we do when we don't ask for help is we create disconnect. When you ask for help, it says to somebody else, hey, I'm human, 
I can't do everything by myself. I'm not superwoman. And that softness, that showing of your underbelly, that vulnerability immediately creates connection with another human being. And I have found that my relationships have gotten so much deeper as I have shown my vulnerability. And as I have said like, hey, I can't figure this thing out. Can you help me? I'm so much more connected to the people in my life and my relationships are where relationships used to be more superficial, surface level, because I was like, oh, I have it all together, everything's fine. When I kind of peeled back a layer and was like, actually, I'm really struggling in this area. You know, for example, Mike and I were having a bumpy time last summer and we recently did a podcast episode on this about breakdown to breakthrough in our marriage if you want to you're interested to learn more about how we got through that. And rather than just being like, well, I should be able to figure this out myself. I reached out to my friend, Sarah, and I was like, I am really struggling here. Like I'm having a marriage SOS. And not only was she able to point me in the right direction of her amazing therapist who helped us so much, I also deepened my relationship with Sarah. And now we know each other better. And now we have each other's backs in this way we wouldn't have if I hadn't been willing to open up and say, hey, listen, I'm really struggling in my marriage. I don't know what to do right now in this moment. And it was like we dropped in and I was more human and we became more connected in that moment. So how do you ask for help? Well, you know, if you find it challenging, if you were raised, especially if you were raised by a mother who really was pretending to be superwoman and did everything, you know, worked and took care of the kids and cleaned the house and made dinner. If you were raised by a woman like that, it may be even more challenging to ask for help because there wasn't a model for you of what it looks like to be a strong woman who also asks for help. So that's my invitation to you, an origin empress, which is you can be a strong woman, a strong mother, a strong entrepreneur, and ask for help at the same time. In fact, the more you ask for help, the more you are strengthened. My mom's a really great example of this. I am blessed to have been raised by a woman who's not afraid to ask for help in certain areas. Now she's getting better and better at asking for help in the areas she used to not, but she was always really good at asking for help logistically. In her life, she calls, she calls her life assisted living, even though she totally is super healthy. She lives on her own. She's not living in assisted living, but you know, for many years she has had people who help her with the things she's just not really that good at. like you know, just like house cleaning or helping out with the laundry or, you know, doing errands or grocery shopping, things like that. My mom understood early on that if she was going to do the work that she's meant to do in the world, she couldn't also be doing all the housekeeping and doing all of the like the typical wifely duties. Because, you know, honestly, when she was delivering babies and working like 70 hours, 80 hours a week, and up every third night, delivering babies all night with two kids under three, like also doing all the laundry and cleaning the house and all that stuff, like that wasn't gonna happen. And so she got it really early on because her career demanded that of her. And so I personally, I think 
didn't have as much trouble asking for help logistically because I had a model of a woman that I consider to be an incredibly strong woman who was willing to ask for help. Now, asking for help doesn't always mean like hiring somebody to clean your house. That may not be possible for you financially in your life right now. So other examples of asking for help would be, let's say you're in a tough spot financially and you're feeling really scared about looking at your finances and knowing how much you earn and how much you spend and just kind of taking that first loving action step around your money, which is knowing the truth. I remember when I was in that spot, I was so ashamed of my financial situation. I didn't want anybody to know the truth. But when I was brave enough to come out and say, I'm in a lot of debt and I'm like in this financial quagmire and I need help, I had a friend sit down with me and go through my finances, my income, my expenses, what everything was, and I asked for help. And it was so freeing, you know, that didn't cost me money. It's not like I was paying her to do that, but I asked for help and it was really powerful. So one of the things that's really helpful if asking for help is hard for you is to name that, is to say as part of the ask, gosh, it's really hard for me to ask this because, you know, I have this limiting belief that asking for help means I'm weak or that there's something wrong with me. So it's really important. You can just name that and just say, it's really hard for me to ask for this help right now. That's all you need to say. And just naming it can really diffuse that energy and suddenly feel like, okay, I just told this person it's hard for me. So that feels a little bit better because now they know it's hard. And then I really recommend making a clear ask. You will get so much more help if your ask is specific. So here are two examples. Let's say you were asking for help for referrals in your business. So, and you're a health coach, okay? So if you said to people you're asking for help and your way of asking for help was to send a group email to everyone you know and you BCC them, And it says, you know, hi, friends and family, I'm starting my health coaching business. And even though it's hard for me to ask this, I'd love to ask for your help. Do you know anybody who wants to get healthier? Please send them my way. Okay, so that's a really common way to ask for help. And I'll tell you the problems with that. Number one problem is when you send a mass ask for help, everyone will assume this is like a psychological principle. This is totally psych 101. If you send a group ask, everyone will assume that someone else is going to do it. So I don't know if you remember in Psych 101, that study where in an emergency situation, you shouldn't say someone call 911. You should look at someone and be like, you call 911 because there's this thing psychologically that humans do that we assume someone else is going to handle it. So don't ask in a group (laughs) if you can at all avoid it. Ask one person for help, okay? The second problem with that ask about, you know, do you know anyone who wants to get healthier, is that ask is not specific. So you're not giving people clear instructions and you're not making it easy for them. When you ask for help, you wanna make it easy for people to say yes. You know, for example, if I said to somebody, hey, can you help me move? That's like a big, that's like, I mean, some people would say absolutely, But that's like a really big kind of, what does that even entail? Like they can't imagine, well, God, is that gonna be like a three day adventure? Am I helping you pack for weeks? Am I just like doing a couple boxes? Like what does that entail? 
Instead, like we just moved, so my husband asked our friend Sean down the street, can you help me move these three pieces of furniture? So instead of saying, hey dude, can you help me move? He said, hey, can you meet me on Tuesday at five and help me move the chest freezer, the armoire, and this bureau? And it was really easy for Sean to be like, yeah, I can totally do that because he knew exactly what was being asked of him. He knew the time, he knew what the commitment was. It was really easy to say yes. So in the example of the health coaching email, it would be way easier for people to say yes to you if you said something like the following. Hi, Susie. I'm ready to put my health coaching business out into the world. I really value you and your opinion. It's hard for me to ask this, but I'm really excited about what I'm doing. Do you have, you know, three people in your life who are really busy moms who are trying to figure out how to get their kids to eat healthier, who you could refer to me for a free 30 minute consult that I'm offering and I will give them 30 minutes of free advice about how to get their kids to eat healthier and how to fit that into their busy schedule, okay? So Susie immediately will think of the three women she knows who fit that exact description because it's really easy to think of versus do you know anyone who wants to get healthier? That's like really vague. And when you say, do you know anyone who wants to get healthier? It's kind of like, mm, not really. Versus, do you know any really busy moms who want to figure out how to, in limited time, get their kids to eat healthier? Yes, I can think of those people immediately. In fact, I can think of two of them right off the bat. And then the other thing is the specific ask was, would you be willing to introduce me to them so I can give them a free 30 minute coaching call? Yes. That's also a very specific way that you are asking for them. That's like a very specific, please do this. Then they know what they're saying yes to. You could even go one step further and pre-write the email for them. So all they have to do is copy, paste, and edit it to their own voice, okay? So that's a really practical example of how to make it easy for people to say yes. Now let's say you're asking for help in your home from your kids. A really, really helpful suggestion would be, now I have a younger child, but I'm already asking her for help. And one thing I've noticed is, if I'm asking her to pick up and she's like deep focused on something else, like if she's deeply focused on her play and I'm saying it's time to pick up and then I get annoyed about it, she like starts throwing the toys. She can feel my energy of irritation and she can feel that I'm rushing her. Versus another example might be that I would come engage with her in what she's doing and be with her where she's at and be present with her and kind of tap into her energy. And then when things, you know, when she seems like she's ready to move on to the next thing, make it fun and be like, okay, we're picking up now, let's help mama pick up and like sing a song. Cause she says, pick up, pick up. That's like her pickup song. So that would be a really different way of asking for help. If I'm asking help for something from Mike, for example, if I would like him to take out the trash, for example, I could come at it from the perspective of like, <sighs> like I've asked you to take out the trash like five times. Will you please take out the trash? That's not gonna work, right? We know that, but we still do it. We nag, we're already disappointed. And then we ask for help from a place of being disappointed and then it just gets worse, 
versus like, oh my God, honey, thank you so much for emptying the dishwasher. Hey, would you mind taking out the trash on your way out the door? I love you so much. Thank you. Right? So coming from a place of how can I be an appreciation of this person? How can I be in genuine appreciation of this person? And then ask for help from that place. Because when you are in disapproval of yourself or of someone else, the ask is going to get really muddied with your disapproval. So if I'm already annoyed at Mike and then I ask him for help, I guarantee you he's also going to be annoyed. But if I'm really in a place of like, God, you're so awesome. And like, look at that. You emptied the dishwasher and like, you're just like so amazing with Penelope and like, here's something else. Because generally speaking, men really do want to serve. Like they really, and you know, I learned a lot about this from Regina Thomas Hauer at the Mama Gina School of Womanly Arts. She has a process she calls man training. I don't really love that phrasing because I found it's just like behavior, like human behavior is human behavior, man, woman, child, whatever. And it really comes from a place of approval and appreciation. And when we can be in approval and appreciation and then make a very clear ask and then give genuine gratitude, it really, really, really works. And men generally want to make you happy. But the key thing is you have to be willing to be made happy. So happiness is an inside job and I'm sure we could do a whole other training on how to be happy, but It is not anyone else's job to make you happy. It is your job to make you happy, to do the things that you need to make you happy and to ask for help from other people in your life to set it up so that you can make you happy. So what might that mean? Well, that might mean asking your stepmom to watch your kid for two hours on Saturday morning so you can go to yoga because it really makes you happy. And you know that like, if you spend four hours alone with your kid on Saturday morning, you're gonna be cranky versus two hours alone with your kid after going to yoga for two hours, you're gonna be super happy. And that two hours of quality time with happy mama would be so much more high quality for your kid, so much better for your kid than four hours with cranky mama. Like the net benefit for both of you is so high and then your stepmom gets the benefit of hanging out with your awesome kid. So that can be really, really helpful as well is just remembering like it's my job to make me happy. What do I need to make me happy? How can I ask for help with that? And the number one thing is really to get over the idea that doing everything is going to earn you something. Like suffering through doing all the things, no one's gonna give you a medal. You're just gonna be tired. So depending on what kind of system you grew up in, I just really want you to remember that you will be happy from doing the things and having, you know, surrounding yourself with the people who bring you joy and bring you happiness and adding those things to your life. You will not be happy from completing the biggest to-do list ever. Like over time, that's not going to lead to lasting happiness. And the only way to really live a fulfilling life is to get help because we all need each other. And I will say this, when somebody asks me for help and they're in appreciation and it's something I genuinely can do 
they've made a clear ask and made it easy for me. Like, let's say they have something they're wanting to promote and they send me really great copy and a great image for social media. And they say, would you mind sharing this? And it's like easy to do. I'm really happy to say yes. And it feels good because I want to help people. Like I really want to help people. And so do other people. But we want to help people, A, who want to be helped, and B, who are appreciative and grateful. So if you are appreciative and grateful and open to actually receiving the help, and if you're clear in your ask, things are gonna go so well for you. And then the other thing is, the corollary to this is, you have to be willing to say yes when help is offered. So sometimes we need to ask for help. Sometimes it's being offered and you say no. And I have to tell you, that's gonna bite you in the ass because what that says to the universe is, I either don't believe I deserve this or I think I should be doing all the things by myself and it actually closes up the flow of abundance. So when some help is offered, let's say your friend offers to watch your kid for you while you go to yoga and you say, oh no, you don't have to do that. No, of course she doesn't have to do that, but she's offering, so just say yes. That's a form of abundance in your life. That's a form of prosperity. When somebody offers to buy you lunch, don't fight with them over the check, just say thank you. You know, a really good example of this is the other day I co-hosted a baby shower for a girlfriend and the girlfriend's partner, he said, I really wanna pay for the food for the baby shower. Now. My knee-jerk reaction was like, no, you can't pay for the food. I'm paying for the food because I'm hosting the baby shower. And then I remembered to receive. And so I said, that's so generous of you. Thank you so much. And I happily allowed him to pay for the food because he wanted to. And it actually was incredibly helpful because I didn't have to think about, it wasn't so much from a financial end, although that was great. It was more of a logistical thing that like then he handled ordering the food and paying for it. And I didn't even have to think about it. The food just showed up. So you want to, as a way of affirming that you are available for help, you want to start saying yes to all of the help that is offered to you. Okay, so please, for the love of God, say yes when somebody offers to help you. And if they say, what can I do to help you? Just think of something. Even if it's something simple, like, you know what? I'm gonna go take a walk for 15 minutes. Can you just like play cards with my child? Or, you know, if your friend says, if you never need advice with your business, like, let me know and you admire their business savvy, take them out to lunch and ask them for help with your problems with your business. Because if the help is being offered, it is for you, you deserve it, take them up on it. So that's what I have for you. I think this is a really important conversation. So I would love to hear your follow-up questions or your follow-up thoughts on asking for help. So please click on the link below this video, head into our Facebook community and ask me your follow-up questions and I'd love to continue the conversation. And please also share with me in the thread your success stories around using these tips for asking for help. And I'll see you next time. Bye. Ever feel like you're constantly doing things but aren't able to carve out the time or energy for the things that really matter to you? Mike and I want to share our top five tools for making a life, not just a living. To learn what they are, go to katenorthrup.com forward slash tools. See you on the next episode.